0: what's going on good evening good evening good evening everybody and welcome to spiritual message moment monday every monday night 10 30 eastern time 7 30 pacific time for my people on the west coast and this is your host chaplain john mcclung jr man uh excited to be back again on another monday night which means there has been mercy and grace laid upon this young man as well as those who have an opportunity to come in and be live so uh as always i pray that you are well i pray that you are safe and i pray that you have been smart during all that we are going through and yes all right y'all so as you know over the last over these uh over the three mondays starting last week i got this monday and next monday three mondays i'm doing this uh uh series man, which is really cool, uh, called The Alphabets of God's Promises. And so last week, uh, I did the letters A through H. And I, you know what? I don't even have a note in front of me, so you have to remember that. But I did uh, the first. And tonight, I'm doing the letters I through P. And so if you've been with me, uh, you know that all the all the alphabets as far as the letters i'm an acrostic teacher so they all have a specific meaning with god's promises and that's something that we you know as uh, especially now we need to have something that we know is for real and we know it's true all right so you need as i always say tag and share somebody that spiritual message tag and share with somebody that spiritual message moment monday is on your chaplain john is, uh, mcclung jr is is uh, about to go in over these next eight alphabets that have uh, some powerful promises that go along with our life that we should need we should pay attention to and so if you missed the first eight you got to go back and uh and check it out you can also uh go on my youtube page under my name john mcclung jr and you can actually look at uh, the youtube live version or youtube version of last week's message which was letters a through h all right so we are just gonna dive in because i got a quite a few scriptures to go along with tonight and again this a spiritual message moment monday every monday night 10 30 eastern time so i'm glad that you're coming in and uh you know i look forward to uh, this word uh, blessing you or this message blessing you in some way because i i got a lot of i got a lot of notes last week or it takes you know where it really helped out uh to know all of the things that God all the first the first eight things as far as the letters that God has promises and, and again I always say there's many more promises but it doesn't go with my message so you know imagine having the a the letters a through Z which is 26 promises that you know for sure that are scriptural right so at least you know 26 of them and they got scripture to back them so you know that is a that's a, that is a uh a confident uh, a comfort right now knowing that with everything going on you can actually go and look at these particular uh promises and know and have you know a confidence in yourself or you know in the the fact that god is looking out for you all right so again tonight the the second set of alphabets letters i through p the alphabets of god's promise promises and my word was promised that we are actually looking at and so uh, you know, that that is gonna That is the anchor word. And so tonight we're going to start with the letter I. So some of these have definitions, some of them don't, because I just dove right in and tried to get uh, to the actual point. That is a promise for us so that we can actually have the scriptures to go along with. And you can look it up later on because they, they they will back it up. All right. So definition for tonight, the first letter I. Again, the alphabets of God's promises. First letter I uh, in the second set. The acquisition of a possession, condition, or trait from past generations. All right. The acquisition means you acquired this of a possession, condition, or trait from past generations. One of the, the next promise with the letter I. Lord has promised us an inheritance. The acquisition of a possession, something that he is leaving us a condition, something better than it was before, a trait, something that is in us that is in him from past generations. So we know for generation after generation after generation after generation, the Lord has these characteristics and these traits and, and those traits are in us because we were made in His image. All right. So and 32 It's my first verse. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. So just like these promises, they build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. The first thing is an inheritance. You are promised a better condition. You are promised a particular possession. I always say benefits and rewards. And you are promised that this is this is connected to. you are as one that is that is part that is part of christ's family part of the spiritual family all right that's one part of your inheritance all right so that was acts 20 and 32 ephesians 1 11 in whom also we have obtained an inheritance says right there we obtain we get an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, which means we had an inheritance coming. We were heir. We had an inheritance coming even before we got here. It was waiting on us. And a lot of times we don't actually know how to receive the inheritance. We don't know how to ask for it. We don't know what the steps to take to make sure we are getting it or we are in position for it. But there is an inheritance that is promised to us. That was Ephesians 1.11. Hebrews 9.15 Twin. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the new testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive two things: the promise which was my word. Man, I didn't even. Man, I didn't even. You know, I didn't even look at that. The promise of eternal inheritance. What well, I did, I knew that was a promise, right? And even right there, it says you'll receive the promise of eternal inheritance, which means that inheritance keeps coming and coming. Man, it it lasts forever. Once we are especially called to be with the Lord, for those who have gone on before us and we, those of us who are looking forward to it, there is an the eternal inheritance that comes with God's promise right there. Hebrews 9, 15. All right. So the first for well, the next one, with letter first letter I. Do it as far as tonight's message, letter I, there's a promise of an inheritance, the acquisition of a possession, condition, or trait from past generations. Man, God has some amazing characteristics that He's placed in us, and that He's promised to allow us to have. And again, there's some other verses that I could go into, but those were the three that showed that there's an inheritance for us that is promised to us. All right, next one. That's the first letter I. Next letter is J the emotion evoked by well-being success or good fortune or by the prospect of possessing what one desires which means there was there is something that you may get or you may earn that makes you feel this way that the lord has and then there's a second part to this to make a decision on one's actions so there's a there's a good and a bad well, I can't say it's bad, but there is. There's a there's a there's a good thing, and then there's another thing that goes along with this letter J. All right, so let me say that again: the emotion evoked by well-being, which means you feel good when this is happening, success or good fortune means something positive has happened, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires it means you're getting what you dreamed of, your vision, your you know that your passion, you've gotten it. To make a decision to one's actions. All right, so the letter J. The Lord, well, one of the promises, well, two of the promises. I'm gonna put the two of these two of the promises. The promise of joy and the promise of judgment. Woo man, there, there's good judgment comes with it. That's a promise. In certain things that you do, or certain things or your actions, what it say, it's uh it's a decision on one's action, that's a judgment. So if you have, if you are out here doing some crazy things, there's some judgment that will be on your actions, but. There are also moments of joy that come with God's promises. All right. So let's talk about that. John 15 and 11. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. So when you are, are in those moments where you're down and you're not and you're wondering whether or not things will get better, they will get better. Why? Because the Lord promises joy that will fill you. You up, all right. So that's John 15 and 11, John 16 and 22. And ye now, therefore, have sorrow. There are moments in our life where we are going through some challenges, we're going through some obstacles, we're going through some troubles, some tests, some trials. But I will see you again. The Lord says, even when you're going through that, I will see, I will, I will be there, and your heart shall rejoice. And your joy no man takes from you. Man, listen to that. Cause once you get the joy, even naturally, we kind of get we we see the, the natural version of all the things that's happening around us. And sometimes our joy has a lower level. It goes down. Why? Because we don't remember that the Lord will see us again. He will be there in everything we're dealing with. And that the joy he has already given nobody can take away. So we got to be responsible to remember that the promise of joy cannot be taken from us. That's powerful, y'all. You know, to know that you can actually have an emotion evoked by well-being, by some success or good fortune, or by the prospect of getting your desire. And it's responsible by what the Lord places in us, fills us up with joy. That's a promise. Romans 15 and 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in the believing that ye may abound in hope. Look at that. You get to to abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Man, hope he fill you with all joy all joy, man, so all well-being, all good fortune, man, that's what you get filled up with That's one of the promises that God gives, all right, so that was Romans 15 and 13, Matthew 12 and 36, but I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account of, thereof in the day of judgment. so there's some stuff that oh man that was the second word judgment joint judgment so you you you're on this great you on this great uh well-being and good fortune field and then you got individuals that are not on the right path they the enemy has them or the the, the adversary got them going all, all all over the place or they have not connected or uh come to the realization of who their maker is and 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 has not and have not gotten in line with what God has for them and what happens that your word the, the things that you say and the things that you do, you will, and this is a promise, give an account of them in the day of judgment. Ooh, that's ooh. so you got to get ready, you got to prepare yourself, get ready while you're here on earth, get yourself together, make sure the Lord Jesus Christ is your savior. Because, man, you want to make sure that when you have to give account of your word, action, deeds, and habits, or whatever it might be, that they are something that is good in the sight of God, all right? Because that's the judgment, all right? Second Corinthians 5 and 10. This is powerful. For we must all appear before what? The judgment seat of Christ. It's going to be some. He's going to do some judgment, man. That's one of the promises that everyone may receive those things done in his body according to that he have or she have done, whether it be good or bad. You got to get you, man, there is some accountability for that which you have done in this physical body while here on earth, whether good or bad, you got to be you're going to be accountable for it. And you and, and that we and we must understand that we're going to be accountable to God. We are accountable right now. And there is a promise just like Chase Tiesman. You know, we as kids, when when we were not doing the right thing, man, the accountability person was our parents. And what happened? There was some discipline. There was some judgment, because if you didn't get right, They they put a judgment down on our behinds, right? (laughs) So the Lord will make accountability on your behind based on what you're doing here on earth as far as your actions. All right, so the letter J, you will have joy promised to you and judgment promised to you. The letter K, one of the promises is that he will keep you from evil. Now, he will keep you if you're letting him because if we choose... There's no telling what might happen. So if you if you understand and you understand if you understand keeping the promise as far as your relationship with God, he will keep you from evil, but he does give you free will. So we have an opportunity to choose some things so you could choose evil or you could choose good. You can choose life or you can choose death. And that's not necessarily physical. That could just be spiritual. That is from a standpoint of life and death. Because life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? All right. So keep you, he will keep you from evil. The letter K. First verse, Luke 4 and 10. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. Right? He, he, you know, one of the things that I'm very, uh, I'm very, mindful of is to to call my angels every day in the morning when I travel. my traveling angels, the Lord has angels to dispatch you to, to dispatch to you in every area of your life. You know, if you got a house angel, I call to protect the house, I call my house angels, I call my traveling angels, man. You know, I call I call my rest angels to watch over me while I'm you know sleep so I can sleep in peace. So you know so everything that I'm dealing with before I go into it, I ask the Lord to dispatch my angels in that area of category. Why? Because they will keep you. He just said it. What is written? He shall give his angels charge, which means he will give his angels position over you to do what? Keep thee, right? So, because the Lord, the, the Lord, got, the Lord doesn't have to come down. It's like a president. It's like a CEO. He's not necessarily coming. Got everybody below that he can send that that can actually stand in. So the angels stand in to keep us. All right. That was Luke four and ten. 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3, but the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. He'll establish you. He's faithful in doing this. This is a promise that he's faithful in, that he will keep you from evil. 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3, and as he does it, he will build you up. Why? That's what establish means. Establish you, make you strong while he's doing it. You're working with him. And you understand that when you're working with him, you're getting you're starting to get aligned and you're starting to go on the straight way instead of all the instead of the wide gate going down the straight gate. So while you're going, you're building up muscles and you're getting you're getting spiritual strength, you're getting established. Why? So he can keep you from evil because evil is coming every day. You know, the adversary is walking to and fro, looking forward to, devouring, right? Destroying us. And that's the evil that he's trying to keep us from. All right, so that's. 2 Thessalonians 3, 3, and then Revelation 3 and 10. Because thou has kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of the temptation. Listen to that. We shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. While you are here, <laughs> while, temptation is coming. You will be tempted. You will be tested. You will be tried. Man, all the teas that you can think of that come along with it. And even while you're in the says, try them while they dwell upon it. While we're here up on earth, temptation is coming. But the Lord says, in my patience, I'm going to be here and everything that you're going through, I'm going to work with you over the long haul. That's my promise, because I'm going to keep you from the the hour of temptation. So when the, the serious situations come in your life, when those serious situations come in your life, which are temptations of you giving up. Temptation of you quitting. See, that's the thing. A lot of times we think temptation is something physical, you know, with, that we're dealing with. It can be. It can be drugs attempted, It can be alcohol that tempts you. It can be sex that tempts you. It can be a bunch of things. Those are the temptations, not the singing temptations, but the temptations that we have while we're here on earth. That we while we're dwelling upon the earth, there are temptations that will come our way. But the Lord says, I promise, I will keep you from it. If you work with me, if you just, if you hang on and be patient with my promise I'm being patient with you. Right. All right. So Revelations 310 Exodus 23 and 20. Behold, I send an angel before thee. This was in the Old Testament. and this is a powerful statement still, because what happens in the old happens to the new happens to the now. Right. To keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. The Lord has an expected end for us. He got a predestined location that we are purposed to go to, purpose to deal with while we're here on earth. And he promises to have to dispatch. That's why I talk about, man, I call my angels. Dis- dispatch your angels to go before you and keep you in the way. Think about that. He, the, the, he does not want us to go off track. Doesn't want us to be distracted or lose focus. He wants us to be on that straight and narrow to keep us in the way, keep us from all the crazy stuff that's going on that we're dealing with now, that we hear, and all those things because they can distract. You. We get caught up emotionally in those things, but the Lord is saying, "Keep your focus on Me. I'm sending, I'm dispatching my angels to keep you straight, keep you in the way, so that I can get you there." So He was trying to get the Israelites to the Promised Land, y'all. You know, He was like, "Pay attention to Me." I promise I'll get you there if you just follow my instructions. If you understand the promise I have for you. All right. So that was Exodus 23 and 20. So that's the letter K. Next, the letter L. This is probably one of the most powerful things that the Lord has promised us. And I'm pretty sure that many of you have gone have, have, have dealt or met this particular word in your life, whether it's in the natural or the spiritual. And it it has it carries a lot of weight to it. And so you must clearly understand that this particular promise next, the next promise, is the ultimate promise. And what is that promise? He promised that he will love us. God loves you. God loves me. He loves us. He loves we. Right? That is probably one of the most powerful promises in the Bible. All right. Just period from the Lord. All right, so First John 4, 19. We love Him. Why? Because He first loved us. See, it's different when you know. Can you imagine that you're you know you're in this relationship? One of the things that you wonder is is this does this person love me? Man, you know I'm doing all these things. We really clicking. We all getting together. You know we we vibing. We ending each other's sins. It feels like that person loves me. See, here's something you ain't got to guess about. <laughs> the Lord loves you. There ain't no guessing. He, he, he showed it. All right. So John 4, first John 4, 19, we love him because he first loved us. So when somebody when you know somebody loves you, you have a totally different disposition about it. You you give in a little bit. You give up just a little bit more to, of yourself, maybe a lot more unconditionally when you know that that is true. First John four sixteen, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. All right, let me say that John first John four sixteen, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. So there's the ultimate right, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. How powerful is that knowing that the promise of God being in you is based on love and then it's based on all the other conditions that go along with how you deal with people and yourself with love, right? Because the love of God, if the love of God is in you, then you're in the love of God. And you got it. And that clearly states that Man, that's a powerful combination all right that's first john 4 16 first john 3 and 1 behold what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us man he got love all amen he got he love us all in all kind of ways especially unconditionally that we should be called the sons of god man we even get a plus to that a benefit therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not so there's gonna be moments There's going to be moments in your life where you're wondering, Lord, do you love me? Because all of this stuff is happening to me in the world. The things that we see that are not going our way. And because of that, we have those long moments or we have those those lonely moments where we're questioning whether or not God loves us. But then sometimes you we all know love is tested. Every love or every situation that has the condition of love, that love is tested. And so you have a moment. The Lord may have one of those quiet moments in your relationship that he wonders whether or not you love him. If everything is going, if something is going bad, you know, that's when you really find out sometimes if somebody is in your corner when some stuff is going bad to know whether or not they really love you when you don't have nothing. Because a lot of times, you know, in most cases, we don't have nothing to offer the Lord <laughs> because he brought us here. So, man, we offer ourselves and we wonder sometimes it's enough. But the Lord says you're already enough. But my thing is, do you love me? So understand that the love that God has for us, man, it's, it's unconditional. But, man, we need to have we need to have a love for him. All right. First John three and one. Ephesians two and four. But God, who is rich in mercy. For his great love, wherewith he loved us. Man, man, in mercy and grace, he's rich in, but he has a great love for us that we can't even measure. We have no clue. Man can't even love the way that God loves us. And that's a promise. See, man can promise, oh, baby, I love you. Ooh, I'm in love with you. And then the next thing, and you know, they ain't nowhere in the picture. Or that they done gone, or they didn't found somebody else to love <laughs> from a natural. But Lord, don't He ain't He ain't flaky like that. When He say He love you, He love you. He even show it because He died for you, and that's the ultimate love. When you can, when you man, when you ready to lay down your life for somebody, man, and that's some serious love right there. All right. So that's Ephesians two and four, Romans 8, 37. Nay, see, I had to. These were that I had to show a lot that the Lord loves us on this on this one. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Think about this. You know, when you conquer something, that means you've gone from the bottom of the hill to the top, or you've seen this particular goal or dream or or vision way down here, and then you did the work to meet that particular goal, vision, or dream. That's conquering something. And And understand this, along the way, the Lord is walking and working with you to conquer that particular situation. Now, there's some things that we have in our life that we have yet to conquer and some things we have. But the Lord loves us enough to work with us to conquer the situations in our life. We can, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. So that means you can't do it without him. Whatever you are dealing with, in order to conquer it, you need to be connected to the one that loves you enough to take you through it. Now, I can't even repeat that, so I'm glad it's recorded. So you know you can go back and remember that. Try not to do this without him, especially when it comes to love. Because see, the only thing or only way that you can clearly understand how to love is to allow that which is in you, preferably the Lord, to show you love for someone else. That's why he always says love one another. You can't do it without him because we don't really conditionally know how to love totally we had the only way we the only way we could do it is use the example that god has given us and that ultimate example is the way we should love others including ourselves because that's the ultimate love we need to love ourselves as well all right lastly john 17 and 23 i in them and thou in me that they may be made perfect in one listen to this and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and has loved them as thou has loved me. Lord came here to show the love and the ultimate love in the natural that no man can really show unless you are in the spiritual. And so he made love perfect coming here in this physical body. This is the perfect body for you to show love in. You'll never get another one. You'll never look a different way. You go, You can make the changes, but you can't change the body. It may get larger and smaller. It's still the same body, just stretches and shrinks, you know? but it has love built in it. That's a mechanism that the Lord has placed in us. Uh, the mechanism of love that is activated when God is in you. Woo, man. It, it, you can have a natural love that only go so far. But when you get the spiritual love in you that is activated by that which is in you, who was sent to show love towards you, it accelerates. It just goes higher and higher and higher. All right. So the letter L is God's promise is that he loved us or loves us. All right. Letter. pray, you know, the spiritual message moment. Chapter John McClung, Jr. Doing the alphabets of God's promises. We are at the letter M. I pray that this is blessing somebody. I had, I had to give a definition on this one. Easily understood or recognized by the eye and the mind, it's obvious. Think about this again. Easily understood or recognized by the eye. You can see this and your mind can actually grab, grab it because it's obvious. All right. So what is one of the promises, God, that he will manifest himself to you. He will show himself in an easily understood or recognized way by the eye and mind. You will see some things happen in your life that let you know the Lord is there, that he's protecting and keeping you, that he is making a way for you. He is manifesting to show you that when you have that moment of blindness, he rubs your eyes so you can see and he renews your mind so you can think. Mm. He will manifest self towards you. That's a promise that he will come to life. You won't see him physically, but the things in your life will come to life, right? John 14 and 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, there's a there's there's a stipulation. <clears throat> he it is that loveth me. We just talked about that. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Now, I'm a, I'm a, this was this is this is so good. This verse right here. Let me tell you why. Because it's because it's easily understood and recognized by the eye and the mind. Right? It's obvious. So think about this in a relationship, and because that's the thing we can connect it to. When he says, "You know, he that has my commandments and keepeth them, it's this part. But he that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him." Right? So the Lord will show Himself. When he knows that there's a love connection, Whew, watch out, y'all. Why? Because even in relationships, you will let your guard down or show your true self of who you are when you know that you have someone that has manifested themselves to you, where they where they you can see how they really are, and it's obvious. And it, and it works in your favor. It's a, it connects with you. You will you will allow that situation to manifest. It will come to life. It will be obvious, and it will be to the eye and the mind, and you are, you know that there is something happening good in your life. It's being manifested. Romans 1, that was John 14 and 21. Romans 1, 19. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them, when you own your when you are praying and you are asking God to do specific things or you're looking to have these things done there's going to be that moment where it comes where he shows himself and says go this direction or this is what's coming and you can literally see it with your eye happening or you can you can you can register it with your mind it will be manifested it'll be shown to be clear like a vision or dream it be clear as day that this is what I'm supposed to do or this is where I'm supposed to go. I see this thing happening. It's changing in my life. It will be manifested. God will manifest it for you, the Holy Spirit. All right? That was Romans 119. First Corinthians 3 and 13. Every man's work shall be made manifest. So that works the other way. The things that you are doing will be brought to light. For the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. And I'm going to stop right there. And I'm gonna, Well, let me finish. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If you know your purpose, it will be tested. If you don't know it, you will be tested. Let me say that again. If you know your purpose, it will be tested. And if you don't, you will be tested in some way in life by fire. You may not even know what that fire may be. It could be a financial fire. It could be a physical fire. It could be a mental fire. It could be an emotional fire. Could be a spiritual fire, but you will be tested. You will be tried, and it will come to life. It will be manifested. What type of individual you are, when fire is in the situation, when you have to, when that heat hits you from a standpoint of your life, it will make or break you. It will manifest itself, and it, just like it said, is and the fire shall try every man's work, of what sort it is. It will be manifested. All right, say first Corinthians 3 13, second Corinthians 4 11. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Man, physically, the Lord will do some things for you that will show that He is with you. There have been individuals who have come from death to life from a standpoint of having something said to them that told them they only had so much time and then they've been here for years or maybe there was a particular situation you were in and it didn't look like it was going to turn around and you had these prayers going and then it turned around it manifested and it, you know it wasn't you that's why it says be part of something so big that when it happens You know it's not you. It's been manifested by the Lord. So that's a promise. He promised that he will manifest himself. And let me give you my last one on that. John 9 and 3. Jesus answered, neither had this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I want to you know, I I thought this was, I I chose this scripture for a particular reason. I chose it because there were people who hear this. Or there were people. There will be people who hear this and know people that are dealing with this. There are many individuals that are dealing with physical situations in their body, and they must clearly understand that you. And I use this word, man. This was one of my messages. You know, to understand when you've been considered, you have been considered, or this is a considerable situation that allows the Lord to get glory to manifest how He heals. In the, in the lives of those who are here on earth with physical situations. This individual was born with blindness, and he didn't sin, nor his parents, but it came to a particular point in life, just like the woman with the issue of blood. There's, there's going to be a point in your life. Where the Lord manifests Himself and says, This is the time now. This is the perfect situation where I need to heal this individual so that it is obvious that I've manifested myself in this person's life. So there's a moment, if you're dealing with something over a particular period of time, do not give up. Ask the Lord to manifest Himself. A lot of times we don't ask to, we don't, we don't, we pray for healing and all that, but we don't ask to, we don't make the right statement to the Lord, or we don't ask it in a, in the, maybe in a way that actually opens us. You know, I know he hears you, but man, imagine there were a lot of indivi- there were a lot of individuals and people in the Bible where the Lord manifested itself, man. He helped somebody, you know, he helped the blind see, man. He removed demons out of a person, uh, the le- a legion of demons. He manifests Himself when he came the you know, the, the, disciples like how come we can't do that because he said hey there's some things that you got to do with fasting prayer but what he was really saying is there's some things that only i could manifest and so you might be an individual that is struggling or going through something you know that has been gone going or maybe it just started remember you are you are either coming out of something you're in something something. and if you are in it or you're you know you're about to go in it and the lord or the lord has brought you out if if the lord has brought you out Thank the Lord for manifesting himself and helping you get through it. If you're in it, ask the Lord to manifest himself to help you get out of it. And if you and if you're about to go in it, man, ask the Lord to manifest himself to keep you from going in it. He said he'd keep you from evil. Right. So ask the Lord to manifest. Last him to show himself so that. The world can recognize who he is. All right. And he needs to do it through you. All right. So that's my letter M. He's going to manifest himself. That's his promise. Next. The letter N. Now, this one was good. Uh, I got about three or four scriptures with it, and I I did this one. The letter N, the promise, the definition, at no time in the past or future or no occasion, not ever. This situation will never. Man, I gave it away. Never is it. (laughs) The word is never. The letter N is never. But here's what I put. Never blank. One of the, pro- the the promise that the Lord has for the letter N is he, that never blank. You can fill it in. Right. So we're going to fill in the blank here at no time in the past. He ne- in the past, he's never he said, I will never do this or never do that in the future. Even now, he said, I, this is something I would that will I will never let happen. And then in the future, hey, I'm, I'm looking out for you then. Right. And so I chose a few things. John 14 and four, four and 14 says, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. That's one of the things he promises. Lord gives this gives this spiritual water that keeps you going and going and going. Not like the natural water. It's way better. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Means this, this water never stops running. Right? Never thirst is one of the things that you will not do when you have the Lord in your life. That's a promise. John 6.35. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. You should never be hungry with the Lord. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. He doubled it up. So you won't be hungry or thirsty when you have the Lord in your life. Spiritually, you will have this hunger, and you will never go spiritually hungry. And then really, you should never go naturally hungry either. Because the Lord is the promises, He's a provider. All right. So John 6, 35. So the one you never thirst, never hunger. That's a never that the Lord promised. John 10, 28. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Woo! Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Man, think about this. You can never be taken from the Lord and you will never perish spiritually when you have the Lord in your life. Man, think about that everlasting life. Never perish. And never be taken out of God's hand. All right, that's John 10, 28. So when people say, "Oh, will you, you know, do, do you lose this?" No, the Lord said, "I ain't nobody. I ain't leaving. No, never leaving, leaving, le- losing anyone. I don't never lose them. But they, nothing can happen, or no one can take them out of my hand." Hebrews thirteen and five. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have, for he hath said, "I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you." Whoo! Listen. Hebrews 13 and 5. Think about that. So when we have these moments in life where we think we by ourselves, the Lord said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So don't speak negative from a standpoint of, well, where is God? You know, uh, I, I don't feel him. You know, is he around? Is he? Is he still, does he still love me? I didn't prove that God promised his love. And now his promise is that he will never leave you nor forsake you. All right. John 10, 28. Lastly, I mean, that was uh, Hebrews 13 and 5. That was lastly. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Woo, man, what a promise. You you can't, can you, do you know anybody in your life that can ever say that? I will never leave you or forsake you. You don't even know the situation per se, if that could actually happen. But the Lord promises that he will not do that. All right. The letter O. I'm getting there, y'all. And I think, uh, yep, I'm on my last two. All right, the letter O, an authoritative command, direction, or instruction. An authoritative command, direction, or instruction. What did the Lord promise? In the letter O, he promised order in your life. Woo, because we know we could be out of order or disordered or an uh, unorderly or whatever it might be. Our life, our life would be in shambles. It'd be all over the place. But the Lord promised order in your life. How did he do that? First Corinthians 14 and 40, that all things be done decently and in order. Don't be around here doing stuff out of order because the Lord believes in decency and in order. That's what he promised, Let all things be done. That's what they talked about. He believes in order. That's important in our life. We, all, I know we all struggle in some moments about having our life in order. But with the Lord, he promises that he will keep you in order. Psalms 50 and 21. These things hast thou done. And I kept silence. Thou thoughtest that I was altogether such and one as thyself. But I will reprove thee And set them in order before thine eyes. There are some situations in your life. mm, This is a good one. There are some situations in your life where that which is happening around you is out of order. People are coming at you, they, you know, things are happening in a negative way. And it just seems like chaos. But the Lord is saying, I will provide order for your life. All right. He will set things in order for your life right in front of you. Psalms 50 and 21. Psalms 119 and 33. Order my steps in thy word and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Man, that is a that was a request that all of us should have. Order my steps because if we try to command, control our steps, they'll be in disarray. They'll be jacked up. All right. So this is Spiritual Message Moment Monday. Got one more. Thank you for hanging with me. Those of you who have, because uh, this was the these letters. Man, this was the the midsection was po- was packed and powerful. All right. So again, uh, I'm doing the alphabets of God's promises. The letters I through P. The first one is He promised an inheritance. Second, He promised joy and judgment. Third, He promised to keep you from evil. The fourth, there was the letter L. He promised to love us. Then the letter M. He promised to manifest Himself. Then the letter N, he said that he promised blank. What? Never blank. He'll never leave us, forsake us. he never thirst, never hunger. Then he, the letter O, he promised order for our life. And then lastly, the letter P. The letter P, the last promise for this evening in the middle of this packed alphabet group is he promised power in our life. Woo! Man, the, the, the Lord gave us some power. He promised that this particular power works a particular way, but he promised that we got power. And a lot of times we really don't know how powerful we are. We second guess ourselves more than anything. And I know I'm guilty of that. So let's talk about the kind of power that we have. For God is the second Timothy one seven, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. First thing he gave us was a power. Why? Because you need it for love and you need it for your mind. You need to have the power to consistently think. And you need the power to love. That is why power is so important that he promised us it first in the beginning of this particular scripture because he knew we was going to need it. All right. Second, Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do it exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Which means there's something in you so powerful that you need to activate it and make it work so you can use it. We ain't using. We know we ain't using all our power. We're probably using two percent of it, maybe five at the max. But that that power does exceedingly and abundantly above all we can actually think when we activate it. And I know you have moments where you have power spurts where you get where it activates. You you get you get the going on something. You see it happen. It come it come active in your life. And it blows you away trying to figure out, man, how did I do this? Because of the power that work in you, all right? That was Ephesians three and twenty, Luke ten and nineteen. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now I want to. I want to. I just want to clarify something, because you know, because that was the disciples he gave this. But here's the thing. When he said, when this, when this verse, I want you to gravitate to this because this is part. This is great. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, things that bite you, woo, and things that sting you, I give you power over that. Think about that. And so, this has nothing to do with the actual serpent and scorpion, which, is, as far as now, but it did maybe then that least then when this was spoken. But right now, there are some things that sting and bite you. Or at least try to. There are things by the tongue people say that try to sting you and bite you, or there are things, words, or you know stuff that happens in your life, and you wonder why these people talking about me? Why they trying? Because they're because the scorpions and the serpents are are trying to are, are right there trying to bite and sting you. And the Lord says, I give you power to tread on those, to walk over it, and over the power of the enemy. Think about that. The power of the enemy. The Lord gives you power to fight the enemy, and and nothing shall by any means hurt you. What a promise! Because when you activate your power, there ain't nothing that can come up against it. There is nothing that 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 can that can bite or sting you, and the enemy can't even come up against you. And the reason we have so many issues where we fall and lose focus and get distracted to the bites and the and the stings and the enemy is because we don't use. The power that works in us to, to to tread and walk over it and get through and forget about it and let to let it fall off our backs and all that other good stuff. Activate your power that the Lord promised can do just to, to do anything for you. Oh man! Especially you get a, you, you don't get stung or bit, or the enemy can't get to you. I don't know what else what what other power you would want. Isaiah forty and twenty nine. He gave the power. He giveth power to the faint. So when you're feeling weak and you're feeling like you don't have it all, he gives you power. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. So give you strength and power when you're at your lowest. When it ain't going well, when you go back against the wall and you're laying on your back looking up, trying to figure out how you're going to make it happen. He gives you power. And how powerful you are, with the power that the Lord has given to you. John 1:12 says, but as many as t- received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to him, even to them that believe on his name. He gave them power to become. Which means you are in the process of becoming sons and daughters with the power that God has placed in you and he promised it to you. So that means when you think about it, when you have the, if you if when you have, when you are in this kingdom position and you're the son and daughter of a king, your power increases as you get closer to the throne. Oh, my goodness. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. I don't even know how that came out. Because, you know, eventually there's a position you take over and you take it over with the power because you're a son and daughter. To royalty, activate your power. Deuteronomy 8 and 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. And a lot of times we look at wealth as money, and it is part of that. But man, it's the heart, the mind, the body, soul, and the spirit, the mind, the will, the emotion, spiritual, physical, emotionally, psychologically, and naturally. Wealth. Your whole being. He gives you the power to be whole. That's the wealth. That you may establish this covenant that you can show other people. This is the promise he gave. swore it to thy fathers to this day. That these are the promises that the lord will keep this is spiritual message moment monday every monday night ten thirty 30 eastern time 7 30 pacific time for my people on the west coast this is your chaplain chaplain john mcclellan jr and my word is promised and my message is the alphabet of god's promises this was the letters i through p he promised an inheritance promised joy and judgment he promised To keep you from evil let me go through that that's the letter i the letter j the letter k the letter l he promised to love you or love us the letter m he promised to manifest himself the letter n he promised to never blank so you can fill in the blank i fill it in with never leave never forsake you you will never hunger you will never thirst you know and there's been you you will have you will never be taken from him you have eternal man you have eternal life i mean a lot of good promises Then he said, I will give you order. The letter O, the letter P, which is the final, and the letters I through P, I promise you power. That if you activate it, there is nothing that can stop you. You will uh, will get through bites. You will get through stings. You will get through the enemy. You will get through ups and downs, goods and bads with the power that worketh in you. All right. So i pray that this bless somebody i know it was a little longer this evening now it doesn't make a difference because this is good information this is a packed alphabets of god's promises so you have an opportunity you can see of course if you see it live you can actually go back and see the recording either on facebook or on youtube my youtube page but i pray that this blesses you that there are some amazing power i mean amazing promises in the alphabets that God has already created, you know, going through these alphabets and giving you scripture to back it up. That's the thing. So when you look at this and you can see that there are scriptures that says that these promises are true. Based on what the Lord has has sworn to us in his word that. One, he will never leave us nor forsake us. He will give, do it exceedingly abundantly above all that we actually think by the power that worketh in us. So if you know you have these promises in you and for you and around you, all the other things, understand that when God makes a promise, it's one that he will always keep. This is your Chaplain, Chaplain John McClung Jr. with Spiritual Message Moment Monday. And next week, part three, I will be finishing up which will be uh, letters PQ. Man, that's the, man, I am I'm, I'm, I got some stuff. You probably, how you gonna do the, I got them. Q through Z. And uh, get ready, get ready, get ready. So, Spiritual Message Moment Monday. Every Monday night, 10.30 Eastern Time, 7.30 Pacific Time for my people on the West Coast. Thank you, everybody who has come in and hung with me for these uh, eight promises with the letters I through P. And I look forward to doing q through z next week to finish up and then uh you know i'm gonna write a book on the alphabets of god's promises man i got i, I gotta do it <laughs> all right take care y'all until the next time spiritual message moment monday every monday night 10 30 eastern time 7 30 pacific time uh for my people on the west coast thank you again for coming in and hanging with spiritual message moment chaplain john mcclund <laughs>